When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, okay. I couldn't hear myself, but it was my headphones were down. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women show. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. You guys know me well. You've Googled me, of course, many times. Um, and by Google, I mean masturbated, too. Uh, just kidding. Not here again with Marnie Kinress, who is my normal co-host. She is out with, um, you know, life, marriage, uh, birthing things. I won't say what. It could be a frog. Who knows? Um, but I have a lovely, I'm not going to call you co-host. I don't really know you're a guest, but you're becoming my co-host in the moment. You have an awesome podcast called It's Complicated, and you've been on the show before. Jen Golden. Were you on the show when I was talking about kind of if I didn't know if a dude was like into me or not? Yeah. Yeah. And you were with two other girls. Um, there was another girl in the studio with us and then there was somebody that called in. Right. right, right. Oh yeah. She was on the phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her. And you said that you kind of like gave it up quickly and then he sort of like was backtracking and like you were the one to initiate making plans. Yes. And he was like kind of making plans back, but you were like, yes. I don't even know. Yeah. That saga is still continuing. So I think. No way. Yeah. So I think you were here. It must've been three months, three and a half months ago. Oh my goodness. How is it continuing? <laughs> Uh, me having no dignity and, um, it's kind of going somewhat the same, except I don't make the plans. I only hang out when he contacts me, which is usually about once a re- once a week or twice a week. Okay. And then what kinds of plans do you have? Uh, minimal, minimal plans. Um, I've gone out and met his friends a bunch. Okay. That's a sign that it's like not nothing. Yeah. And then I went to a show the other night with him and his brother. Okay, and you met the brother. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, I go meet him at his place a lot. We don't really have formal, like, go out to date or go out to dinner type dates. But the real question is, did you celebrate Valentine's Day together? We did not. <gasps> but I knew we weren't going to. So we had um, this. I mean, we, we're going to talk about what to do when you meet a girl because we did an episode before where we said what not to do. But I don't think we really said what to do. So we'll get to that in a minute. But we can chit chat for a second about complicated relationships which I'm sure you can relate to I think always complicated it just Mm -hmm. varies though yeah and I mean it wouldn't be complicated if I just said you know what this is dumb I should not be involved goodbye Mm -hmm. but basically we spoke and he's not interested in a relationship okay and I'm not taking it personally it doesn't seem like it's not just me it's his circumstance which I've talked about before on the show which is he's going through a divorce he just moved here he was miserable when he was married and he's having fun meeting ladies and whatever and I basically said I'm cool with that and I'm cool with just seeing you every now and then are you really cool with that um moments honestly moments yes and then other moments like Valentine's Day and I'm like well this kind of sucks yeah like no but I saw him the day before Valentine's Day okay and he liked one of my jokes that I posted online about Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day I was like okay well he's not ignoring my existence Okay. Valentine's Day, which I thought was, but this is how low. So, guys, this is how low some girls' standards can be. I was going to say you're taking like the scraps. You're taking a like on a post. 
It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But it's not bad if you're okay with it. It's only bad if you're not okay with it and you're just sacrificing what you want for someone else and like molding to what they want. Right. Part of me is okay with it because I am six months out of a relationship that was eight years long. So I don't want to jump right back into a relationship either. And I don't think it would be healthy. I have to do the whole cliche, rediscover myself and be okay on my own. And so I feel like I'm having a little bit of like, I'm in my 30s and I feel like I'm like, you know what? I'm just seeing a guy whenever I want to, or whenever he wants to, whatever. There's no pressure. It's like, I'll see him when I see him. It'll be fun. Then I'll get to go continue meeting other guys. And so I'm trying to look at it as a fun adventure that I'll look back on in 10 years and be like, you know what? I'm glad that I did that. Glad I hoed it up and whatevs. But but so are you going on dates with other guys? I am, but the problem is I don't like any of them. Right. It's rough. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, this will be great. I'll meet, you know, guys and I'll feel confident. And But it doesn't matter when you don't like any of them. And I think it's because I like the other guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't really give anyone a fair shot no he's your new baggage he's totally my baggage you went from like your eight-year relationship and that could have been your baggage while dating other guys but now you have the guy you really like presently here yeah while you're dating other guys so you're not necessarily going to be open to the other ones right listen i mean i get not liking anyone because i'm single and have no baggage i just don't like anyone and i go on all of the dates why do you think you don't like anyone i am not impressed i am not either i want mr big i'm sorry like actual uh, big, like you like big. Yeah. From Sex and the City. Because he wore a suit, but he was sexy. I love big. And he had character. He wasn't just like a guy at a desk job or like some kind of like He was sassy cutter. a little bit. Right. He had a little attitude. Exactly. He had flavor within, you know, the like constructs of like conventional corporate America. And I just liked it. And he was also like romantic and whisked her away. And he was a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, granted, they were older than you know we are right now but he felt more like a man than what i'm faced with in my 30s yeah i feel like i'm still meeting guys that are aspiring in their careers and they're just not men they're like boys or i meet men and then if they're still single they're like man children because they don't want right. to settle down because they're right. confident they have great careers they're making money why should they settle down with one girl right right so i'm just like uh, I don't like any of you people that I'm presented with. I, yeah. What are the age range that you're looking at? Age ranges. Hmm. Well, it varies because everyone has something different to say about like a great person that I could meet. So it's like, I would say for myself, 34 to 44. Okay. But then sometimes I'm like, well, I know girls that meet guys that are like 30 who are hard workers that want to settle down and. But at the end of the day, I don't know that I'd actually be attracted to a 30-year-old because to me, he'd seem like a boy no matter what. Yeah, I have my settings on my dating apps mm-hmm. at 31 and uh, thirty-one to 43. And it's whenever I see the 31, it's way too young. I always swipe left. Yeah. I keep them up there just in case. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, oh, well, they have it, their age range open to me at 33 as a woman. I'm like, well, maybe they're you know more mature or something. Mm-hmm. But I still, like you said, I just don't feel attraction. Swipe left. But then the 43-year-old dudes always seem like too old. 
They like look like older dudes. Like a little haggard. A little. Like maybe they've like been emotionally abused and divorced and like now they're back out there. And also I'm kind of like, well, if you're 43 or 44, like what are you doing on a dating app? Like I don't feel like you should be doing that. I feel like you should be doing something like being set up through friends or meeting people through activities or like your career. It just seems a little juvenile. Yeah. So I'm judging them for doing the thing that I want them to do, but I also don't want them to do it. Well, I judge them, but I also then have to realize I'm not that I'm 43, but I'm also in this pool. It's like, I think, well, why are they on Tinder and Bumble and whatever? They must be damaged or not good enough, like on the sale rack, Mm -hmm. but I'm in the sale rack too. Yeah. So it's like, am I actually a sale item or are we basically, I don't really know how to phrase it. Are we unnecessarily making them look worse than they are? Because we're not, I would say you and I are both not sales rack worthy girlfriends, right? You know, but so the guys must not be. But that's how I look at them. It depends because then there are also the same girls that are our age that are like Instagram models or like slutting it up on the dating apps and their photos are them half naked. Listen, I have photos of me that are half naked and I could put that photo up there too, but that's not the person I want to represent. It's not true to who I am. So like having that photo might get me a lot of attention and a lot of dudes, but also I'm not going to want to date those dudes. Right. So I think the 43, 44 year olds, we have to like really judge them harshly now if they put enough photos of them doing normal 43, 44 year old type dude things. But that's fine if they're out in the bar and they're holding a beer in every photo or like they're surrounded by a bunch of girls at a club in Vegas. I would rather die than date that guy. Oh my God, I know. You know what I've noticed with the apps is dudes either have, it's so weird, like guys, it's almost like they don't know how to dress themselves the same way they don't know how to pick out pictures for their dating apps. Yes. And I see a lot of the time, these guys are probably a little bit weird, but there's the guy with just all selfies. And it's not acceptable, I don't think, for anybody but especially not a, a dude. If it's a girl, okay, she can get away with it, selfies. But I'm seeing so many guys with just selfies it and they're alone. Me. It annoys me more than probably even like the slutty Instagram selfies or the slutty Instagram photos. What kills me about a guy that takes a selfie is that he thinks that's what we want to see. Also, the car selfie. I see your seatbelt, you're in the car. Sure, it's convenient because you're sitting, you've got your phone, like... You're close up. Maybe you've got some nice natural lighting. But (laughs) at the same time, your selfie bothers me because did you take that originally to send to some girl and you happen to have it in your phone? Or did you actually think that was a great shot to put in your dating profile? So you took it then in there for your dating. I'd rather have it be the first. I would rather have he had actually had some action, had someone to send it to. Not that I want to get the second photo through a dating app, but at least at least you didn't like. At least he didn't sit there and go, you know what? I look so sexy right now. I'm going to show this to thousands of girls on the internet. I'd rather have it just be one girl. I mean, I they're know. bad no matter what. I think what. they're both terrible. The other terrible selfie is the one where they take it in the mirror in the like closet or like in their hotel room. Yeah, or like they obviously thought they looked great enough in their outfit to then take a picture of themselves in the mirror. But that same guy who takes a picture in the mirror forward facing also has the car selfie it's like one in the same yes so they knew how to take a selfie at one point where they flopped the camera around but they didn't the other time so now it's got to be in the mirror so i see your phone in the mirror and both make me angry i'd rather a bad photo of a dude 
doing an activity that someone else has taken of them or they cut out people in a photo than a selfie. Yeah. Well, so if the guy is wearing a nice outfit, he thought he looked good, he took the picture of himself in the mirror, you're obviously going to an event or something where you're in a nice outfit. Just kind of get the balls up and be like, hey, would you mind taking a picture of me and my two friends in this outfit? Because it's better to do that and embarrass yourself to the one person you're asking to take your picture Mm -hmm. rather than all the girls that you're presenting it to online. Yes, and I don't understand why they don't know that that's a bad thing. Like... There are actual companies out there that will help you create a dating profile. You have to right. pay them right. to do that for you. They like write your little bio for you. They pick your photos. They might even take photos. So the fact that that's a service means that that's how many bad profiles there are out there. I thought about starting a blog actually, and I created it. It was called the profile perfectionist. I just never went through with it, but I wanted to start screenshotting profiles. You should call it the profile procrastinator now. Yeah, exactly, because that's me. So I wanted to take screenshots of people's profiles and then post them sort of like a Tumblr where I like criticize or critique it with constructive criticism. But I was like, oh, my God, I don't have enough space in my phone to take all these photos. And then, I, I mean, I have to really, like, do this. You should see the amount of screenshots I have in my phone from dudes from Bumble and Tinder that I want to so bad post on Instagram. But then once I go to do it, I feel guilty. Yeah, because like, well, it's I have to mean. kind of crap out their face. Right, it's mean. There's one guy right now I have in my phone. Three of his pictures were of him on his back with his legs straight up in the air, like doing yoga. But it was like, okay, we first of all, don't put that up there anyway. But don't put three. No. And it was like, I wanted to make a joke about, because he's, he was like pin straight. And I wanted to make a joke about like an erection or something because oh he God, just looked like should. a big wiener, like in like three <laughs> pictures. And... um. And those guys I want to do a pity swipe on. And then once we connect, I want to be like, hey, so I think you should change this and that. that." But of course, I'm not going to do that. No, you know what, though? I think I might once I get in a relationship, whenever that may be, I might keep my profile. Yeah. And then just do it as a service to like your boyfriend's gonna be like, yeah, right. I don't believe that. shit. I know you're on there hunting for dudes. I need a cool dude. Actually, yeah, I'd probably use it for bad reasons. But I don't know. I got to do something to give back. Yeah, It's almost like. An outreach program. Yeah. We need to help these dudes. Right. And that's what we kind of do on the podcast. But I mean, there's so many specific situations on these apps. And and it's funny because now when you're, you know, in a small area, not L.A., but even in L.A., I'm seeing repeats. Yeah. What's happening with that? That's not supposed to happen. No. There's an algorithm that's supposed to not allow that. I get tons of repeats, but which makes me think that they are that they are closing down their profile and then restarting it after like a week. So they come back through the cycle, but they always come back through with like the same exact pictures. It's like, well, it didn't work the first time. So switch up your photos. It's almost like now I feel like I'm buddies with like, there's like 10 dudes that just keep coming through and I keep swiping. Oh my God. I thought about that too. Actually, it always happens when I I see these same people. I mean, I could tell you their names. I know them now, like how you feel like they're your friends. There's definitely a glitch in the system because you're not supposed to see somebody twice, but it makes me feel like, wow. This is like the end of musical chairs. Right. We've hit the end. Like the, the world end. doesn't go any further. No. We all just we're, drop off. We're the last mm-hmm. batch of single people. So we got to keep recycling. Mm-hmm. And it's musical chairs. And at some point we all have to pair off because we are the last ones. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like you, you die. You're the last person on the island of dating app. Yeah. Well, so many times I felt depressed because I've gotten the repeats. And I'm like, really? There's no fresh, there's no fresh blood out there. No, it's just you and them. This is insane. Yeah, and then I have to swipe right at least on one of them if I want to procreate. Right. But you mentioned something uh, more at the top of the show about Mr. Big. And for our listeners who um, are straight men who don't watch Sex and the City or just super cool dudes that watch Sex and the City, 
Mr. Big is Sarah Jessica Parker's love interest threaded throughout the entire series, essentially. And he is, like you said, he wears a suit. He's charming. He's witty. He's a businessman. A businessman. He's got a great career. He travels. He's got his own car. Not that we're saying you need to be wealthy and have your own car. And However, the reason I'm touching upon this is the uh, sassiness that he has. And I think that's really what brings him to life. And in my interactions on Bumble and Tinder and whatever else, if the dude in the first line doesn't have a little bit of, bit of sass, I'm out. Me too. I, like if they ask you like, how are you? I'm going to die. That's how I am. I'm dead now right. from your boredom. Like right. I, I hate you. Find something to say. Right. So what is a way for a dude to be like having to have sass, but to not be obnoxious and be like a jerk? Because there is that too, where they say something like sarcastic. I had a guy yeah. actually the other day say something to me. Um, Because in my profile, it says something like, I like tall guys, um, no starving artists, and no smokers or something like that. And I said a little bit about myself. But I felt like I had to say those things because I don't even want you to swipe right on me if you are those things. But so this guy wrote me, I'm a tall Jew. That must be the only reason you swiped on me or something like that. And I was like, should that have been the only reason I swiped on you? Like, is there nothing more to you? Like, what? No. You're already selling yourself short and being negative. In that one line, and I know that, like, I mean, I read into things, but you can tell a lot about a person by their, like, sense of humor, by what they say. So I think a way to be a little sassy is to, like, I've had guys say, I check off all the criteria that you mentioned, when can I take you out? Or something like they they comment on the things I said or my profile in a positive way where they're trying to insert themselves into my life. Okay. So it's like the confidence comes through where they're just like gung ho and going for it. And they show me that they basically read my profile, which is like few and far between. Right, right, right. So I'm trying to look on my Tinder to find examples. Um, And I'm not going to Bumble because I have all the openers and they're incredibly witty as everyone listening knows. What do you say? Oh my God, I have the best openers. I have the best openers. I'm a comic. I always try to make it somewhat funny and make it relate to their profile. Um, So God, there's like where there's so many good ones. Um, okay, for example, there's this one guy who, in all of his pictures, he has friends in all of his pictures, but they all have a stupid smiley face over their faces. Oh, and so it's my, very murderous. Right. Well, he was like blocking out their identities, but it's like I don't care enough about your friend. Like it's just distracting with all yeah. the smiley faces. But my opening line was, "All your friends look the same." That's funny. Yeah. So, and then he wrote, um, he wrote, but it keeps things so simple, and like it was, it was an okay enough response to like. elicit a response from me, but it didn't really go further than that. But that's a small example. Another example was um, a guy had, in one of his pictures, he had a Coors Light balancing on his dog's head. And I was like, and I said, I can't believe you would risk a Coors Light like that or something. That's funny. Yeah, and he wrote back, um, I'm willing to risk the 75 cents or something like that. And his response was okay again. But mine are all freaking funny. And if they can't go back, like if they just go, ha ha, how are you? I'm like, delete Goodbye. Right. Hate no you. No time. Hate you. Yeah. No time. No time for that. I don't understand where people's like creativity went. It is. It's just non-existence exactly. or something. It's like it actually pains me. So I feel like when somebody says like, "How are you?" or like, "What did you do this weekend?" Sure, you're asking me like, "What did I do this weekend?" So maybe we could talk about what I did or what you did. But then, but genuinely, do you? The guy doesn't care. No, you're a stranger. He doesn't care what you stranger, did, and right. I don't. I definitely don't. He doesn't care even what care what did. his mom did. No, you know. So I don't even think he cared what he did. But so he just did the things. So like when someone says, "Okay, 
How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. That could die. Oh my god. Okay. And then it was there, already dead. It didn't even. It came out of stillborn. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually want to go back into the stomach and like just try birth again. Yeah. So. Like that is just dead out of water. Then um, there's the, what do you do this weekend? Or what are you up to this week? Okay. If you're asking what I'm up to this week, ask with purpose. Say, um, do you have a busy week? Do you have some time to get together? Yes. Don't ask me what I'm up to. Cause I'm going to tell you my sequence of events and my schedule. I'm going to get out my little passion planner and read you every single appointment in there. And then what, where does it go from there? Are you going to ask me a question about it? Am I going to then say, what are you up to? Because I have to ask a question. I can't answer the question and just hope to God you're going to comment on one of the like various facts I just gave you and come up with something witty or a question about like, oh my God, that how was Fifty Shades Darker? Like, are you really going to think to ask that question? I can't rely on you for that. Exactly. So then I say what I'm doing and then I say you question mark. And then they tell me their stupid series of events that are about to occur. Right. And that again, no one cares about. No, because and then once he answers all those things, unless I then say, oh, my goodness, how did you get into that macrame club that you're part of? You know, the conversation dies. So if people are going to ask about logistics and scheduling, I think they have to ask with the intention of making a plan. Yes. So I have a perfect excuse me. Perfect example. I drank way too much coffee today. (laughs) Um, I wish I had more. Oh, my God. I can. Puke it up for you. Perfect. Uh, so I have this perfect example where this guy has been now for like two weeks hitting me up to hang out, but he's not asking for a day. Death. So he's going. Mass murder. Cl- kill him. Yeah. So he's like, so when are we going to hang? When are we going to hang? And I'm like, how about next week? And then he's like, okay. And then I don't hear from him. And then two days later, he's like, so when are we hanging? I don't know. You tell me. I said next week. Right. Why don't you pick a day? Well, why don't you say to him, say, I'm free I- the following days. So, no, because I don't want to make it that easy for him because oh. it's like he needs to learn that this is not the way it works. So we had a he's he's cute. I mean, we're, you know, kind of having a funny back and forth. But he wrote to me and he said, I'm starting to come off desperate by constantly asking you to hang out. But he's not actually asking me to hang out. He's like, when are we hanging? Right. So I wrote, yo. OK, so I do a dating podcast slash radio show where we give advice to dudes. Your biggest mistake is you're not setting a hard date. I said, you have to say, hey. I want to take you out. How does blank work? Fill in the day. And he wrote, LOL. And then I said, no, it's not funny. Like, legit, you need to learn this. How old this. is this person? 33. And I said, you're leaving it too open-ended. He goes, well, I asked when you were free, and you said you're busy. I said, no. I said, how about next week? And then you should say, how about Thursday? And I go, you got to take the bull, in parentheses, girl, by the horns. And he goes, well, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, and then I leave for Paris on Thursday. And I'm like, dude, just Ask me a date. Right. So Just ask me when Wednesday. you get back. When you get back. I said, how long are you in Paris for? And he said, three days, not long. And I go, okay, ask me for a day next week. And he goes, okay, how about Wednesday? And I said, sure, sounds good. And then he goes, or what about Tuesday? I go, dude, Wednesday is good. Leave Stop. it. Yeah. Like, and I understand this isn't natural or first nature for some people, but at this point, you have to realize the wishy-washy is what's leading us to this point. Right. I hate that. And you're asking me out. I'm I'm not super excited about the dude. So it's not like it's not like I'm going to go, oh, yeah, how about Wednesday? I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll go out with you. But you have to lead me to the pond because I'm not that thirsty. Like you oh, have, interesting. You know what I mean? 
Well, okay, so I've taken, because I don't have the patience for any of it, I've just like... I've been super patient with this dude. Okay, well, so like, I just don't even allow it to get there anymore because I'm like, cut to the chase. Usually I'm that way. This guy I feel like a little sensitive spot for. Interesting. Well, so I, if somebody says, like this actually, (laughs) a guy wrote me yesterday on Valentine's Day and he had been writing me, the first time he wrote me was May 11, 2016. Wow. I wrote back... May 11, and then he kept writing me and writing me, and at least maybe once every two months would write me. He happened to write me yesterday on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. So he got me, and he knew it, that it was going to be a soft spot because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. So he writes, happy Valentine's Day. I wrote, you too. I happened to write back. He caught me. So he wrote, any chance you're still single? If so, we should grab dinner sometime soon. I wrote, I am, and that sounds great. He wrote, cool, what's your schedule like? So I said, this week is crazy, but free Friday or next week, Tuesday through Thursday. So then he wrote me, this is the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. See, I gave him answers. I'm like, you know what? Let's get this done. Yeah. Let's, let's sign, seal, and deliver this one. Right. He writes, Friday might work. I have a friend in town Thursday through Sunday. She's pregnant and spending <gasps> a lot of time with her family, though. Maybe we can play it by ear on both of our ends for Friday. And if it doesn't work out, let's do Tuesday. No, no it's I'm too much sorry. work. That's too much to think there's about. There's no playing it by ear when it comes to a date. We're not jazz musicians. And also we haven't already gone out a couple of times. We're like, now we can meet up, make it and cash. Like, right. And like, now we like, like each other enough. We're like, we'll meet up and then go home together mm-hmm. because that's what that is. So for me, if I'm going to say Friday night could be the night. And I give that to you as a guy, I've, you can't then ask me to play it by ear. So I'm now losing my Friday because right. I'm not making other plans. So what did you say back? Um, I don't know that I responded. Oh, no, wait, what did I say? I wrote, um, sounds good because I knew I'd just blow him off. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure, okay. whatever. I don't have yeah. the time or patience now to tell you why that's wrong. Right. So <laughs> um, then he keeps asking me questions about like how long I've been in LA and Ugh. what part of town I live in. Then he writes me today again saying hi so he said friday is not gonna work um how about tuesday and then he wrote and saturday night i'll be in your part of town too i haven't written back because i'm just like i already hate you because you don't have a calendar (laughs) right like and i and you don't have any consideration of my time or my plans like i've got plans even though i actually don't have plans on saturday yet i'm saving that spot for like oh my god someone else now yeah well i for me, I do a bad thing because the dude that I really like, I kind of usually it's like two, usually we see each other like Tuesday or Wednesday and then maybe on the weekend. And so this guy, the one that I was talking about, he's like, how about Wednesday? And I was like, sure. But what I was really thinking was, but I'll totally flake on you if other dude hits me up. And, it, you know, I mean, that's not his fault. And I feel bad for that. But this guy has done nothing to make me feel attraction to him. I mean, of course, we haven't met yet. If he was more proactive, like the guy that I like, the reason I feel like the reason it was so strong at first was because right from the get go, it was really great banter. And then he immediately said probably within like we had enough banter where I felt like I'd have some interest in this person. And it was a perfect time. He said, let's grab a drink this week. Mm D-R-A-N-K. Or grab a drink this Saturday or whatever. He had like set like a date. And so that is masculine and that's attractive the confidence of saying this is when i want to see you and i'm going to give you my saturday right and this is the activity all at one time i don't even care if the drink is three dollars doesn't matter or if it's at like the worst bar in the world the fact of the matter is is that he took the initiative wants to see you made plans 
right. put it out there. And I've been attracted to him since the minute I met him. Whereas this other guy, the reason I'm going to throw him to the wayside if the other dude shows up is because he's been boyish to me. That's very boyish. Right. Get it together. Yeah. Gosh. I have a date tonight, actually. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm excited about it. I was actually set up with him by a matchmaker. Oh, so tell me about that. Yeah. So he knows the matchmaking, the the owner of the matchmaking company, which is the three day rule, because she lives in his building. It's called the three day rule. Yeah. The matchmaking company. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute name. And so that's I, how long I let food on the floor. I don't know but what it means for you guys. But <laughs> so um, I guess back in the day, it was that whole thing where like people would wait three days to call each other back or, you know, after they meet. So um and they're trying to, you know, prevent that from happening. Right. So right. it's real cute. And so now I've met them several times, not because I've ever paid them to do anything for me, but by way of relationships, they've come across me many times and they've been on my podcast. Actually, our guest tomorrow is one of their matchmakers. Okay, so it's cool. going to be fun to talk to her about the state tonight. Yeah. So they emailed me about something completely random. And I said, you know what? Stop emailing me about dumb things. Find me a guy. <laughs> So then they're like, all right. And then I get an email the next day. Hey, we have this guy. And I was like, oh, that'll do. So then this guy like sort of has taken a sweet ass time to like get me on a date. He Mm -hmm. like was at Sundance for 10 days. Then he had the flu for 10 days. Now we're finally going on a date. Um, But I like that he follows up. He like says he's going to do what he's going to do. He sent me today a text. He was like, I made reservations at this place. He had asked me yesterday if I liked the place. Never to be heard from again. I said yes. And then today I get another text. So I made a reservation at this time. Do you want me to pick you up? If so, where do you live? I wrote back, sounds good. This is my address. Sure. Wow. Okay, so you're going for the in-car pickup. Yeah, you that's, know why? To me, that's ballsy. I, I don't like that. I, I don't, don't like normally it. like it, but because he's paying for the service, he's the like client of the oh. matchmaking service. He obviously is not paying to kill me. Right. You know, that he so could just do that him. for free. Yeah. So, or use Tinder. So he's invested in this process. I'm curious to, like, I like that he offered. It's a gentlemanly thing to do. The fact that he's been vetted by some people is great. He lives in the building of someone I know. And, like, it's interesting to see, is he going to open the door for me? What kind of hoopty does he show up in? Like, right. you know, does he, is he weird in the car? Now I'm kind of curious That's to see why I things. don't like to do the car because I think I'm weird in the car. I'm super weird. So, like, yeah. I'm just, you know, curious to see how he's going to be. And I'm kind of, like, going to not judge it, but like assess the situation. And then we're going to the restaurant and then like, does he do valet or is he like cheap and like drives five blocks away? Or like, will he drop me off? Cause I'm in heels. Oh yeah. You learn so much about a person. 100%. And I'm just like, let's get to it. If you offer to pick me up and you're not a complete stranger from an app, I'm in. Right. So, so dudes who are picking up yeah. a lady, make sure you're very cognizant of your behavior and not, not, in an uptight way, but make sure you offer to drop her off if she's wearing high heels and it's a far walk. Make sure you valet if it's the option. You know, those types of things. You have to really look for the details because she's going to be like with a microscope, just like combing through everything that you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, and if she isn't, then fine. But I'm going to do that. And and at some point, we all sort of judge. So, you know, you don't have to spend $10 on valet, but at least drop the girl off. So, like... Right. Pick and choose your things, but like, but if parking, be consideration. But I mean, if parking is really hard. I mean, yeah. a lot of people who listen to the show aren't maybe in a city, so they might not have to worry about this. But if you are in a city and the parking's really, really bad, yeah. and you just keep circling and circling. Yikes! Oy. No, just pull up to the valet. Yeah, you can do maybe one one loop. 
Not more than that. I wouldn't even suggest one loop if it just looks crowded on the streets and there's yeah. no meter spots. Bite the bullet because at yeah. this point you didn't Uber, so you saved the money there. That's the other reason why I said yes. So I could save the money on an Uber because I'm right. like, I'd have to Uber there and back. Like, do I really want to do that? I'll take the awkward drive. Right, right, right. It's worth the yeah. $12 you're going to save or 24 because you have to go around trip if you don't go back. Exactly. And then so, you know, I also thought about it. I'm like, then he's going to definitely drop me off. And like, I kind of want that to be the case. Like I've had the circumstances where like I've Ubered and met somebody there and they drove and then they offer to drive me home. So I take the ride, but it's like kind of that like weird thing. Cause then I also had the thing where like they don't offer to drive me home and it's like, okay, they I'm don't gonna... wait. They pick you up, but then they don't... No, that we met there oh, okay. and they drove, but they don't offer to drive Ooh, that's me weird. home. It happened actually like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, okay, I'm going to get my Uber now. But then I figured he didn't want to drive me home cause he wasn't interested. It was actually he was interested. He texted me the next day and I'm like, well, that was a bad move, bro, because I'm also on your way home. What was his logic? He didn't mention it. It was just, he- oh, I'd want to know logic. What was your thinking in letting like a girl, petite, adorable. Thank you. Go on her own in the dark when you have a car right there. I mean, honestly, I could have walked. It was that close. But at the same but time, seriously. he didn't know that. So, right. Exactly. And I Ubered because I'm not going to walk home in the dark, like you said, but it was so weird. So I had assumed his his logic was he wasn't interested, but then he showed up the next day. And then I, I just stopped responding because I was like, you already like kind of ruined it. Yeah. For me. And I think guys listening to this are going to go, oh, my God. It's like we're being tested every step of the way we're being tested. But it is. It's a vetting system. Dating, that's what you you're vetting people for things that you want and don't want. And and I just think not getting in your head as a man is a good way to go. And just functioning and treating someone kind of by the golden rule. Yeah. That's really all you have to do. And then that's enough gentlemen. That's not too much gentlemen. Like um, we talked about a while ago what's appropriate for being a gentleman and now what's overboard. And like I went out with a dude and I mentioned this on that show where I had to go to the bathroom. He got up when I got like to stand up for me to leave the table, which some girls I think maybe would like. But I just thought it was way too much. We were having a drink. It wasn't this formal dinner. No, if you're, I mean, I don't, I've, I've never even seen like anyone do that. It in was the past so retro. That's so retro and like overly polite. It's I don't trying know. trying way too hard. But like, I'd rather, I guess at this point, someone try way too hard and like use all of the skills that their mom taught them as a child and like to be a, like a man and like maybe he went to cotillion. I don't know. I'd rather him be that version than the guy that has no manners at all and has not like, I don't know, mastered romance. Like, watch a classic movie. That's all you have to do. Even just one. Right. See what those dudes would do. Like, they open the doors. They call you on the phone. They are polite. They're not vulgar necessarily on your first date. They ask you questions about yourself. They want to wine and dine you. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not, you don't have to take me to a restaurant with white tablecloths, but you need to at least open the door when we go to the ta- the restaurant you did take me to. Have you been in a long-term relationship? Yes. How long was it? Uh, two and a half years. What did he do to rope you in? God, nothing because I was not in the right place for a relationship and ended up in one, but he did the right things as far as planning dates. He opened doors. He paid for things. Um, he was a lot of fun and it's like he was the man child version of Chris Noth. And he actually, uh, who played Mr. Big, he, was a personal trainer that trained Chris Noth. Oh, how funny. So in his head, he I wanted... I thought it was Noth. 
Um, it's seen, actually Noth. I think I've been sounding like an idiot then for I, a long time. Only, the only reason I know is because it was like a second degree person. I actually went to his Christmas party one year and I was like, oh my God, it's oh, Mr. How Big. Cool. But so what this guy actually took from Chris was not the persona of Mr. Big, but the actual persona of Chris, who is like a 50 year old dad for the first time like right, now. Right. So he's like, well, I'm on Chris's path. I'm like, uh, I think you're missing the point. Chris like created a, a very successful career and i think maybe that that's is okay why. why he's having kids at 50 right and yeah. like you're you have no excuse why you can't get it together now so, and he's at least 10 12 years younger than him is that why you guys broke up oh that and like all the fighting and like it was just crazy and he was just i don't know if he ever cheated but he definitely like texts girls inappropriate things yikes disastrous yeah um and we're friends now but like I, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have just said death to him. Like mm-hmm. I would have slashed his tires if I could have not had bad karma. So. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So the majority of your, the dates that you're going on, are they through apps or are they through friends introing you? They're all through apps because at this point I know all my friends' friends. And what apps are you on? Um, all of them. I am on probably seven right now. Oh my God. There are seven. And we, t- we feature a different one every week on our show. So okay, cool. uh, tomorrow, actually, we're going to no feature one. No wonder it's called as complicated. There's yeah. so many apps. Oh yeah. No, the, <laughs> there, there are five we were choosing between just for tomorrow's show and we feature one every week. So that's wow. just how many new ones even recently came out. So I'm on the league. I'm on Raya. I'm on, uh, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, J Swipe, and now there's this new one called Meet Mindful, and it's like to meet oh, I've seen ads mindful for that. people. Yeah, yeah, they're going crazy yeah. on Instagram. So, it, and yes, that's where I saw it. I don't think any of them are better than the others. They're not clearly working. Oh, and I'm on OkCupid. And so that's do eight. they have an app or is they have an app? Okay, and is that a pay pay service? Oh no, that's free. OkCupid is free. Yeah, it's yeah. free. Okay, I mean you can pay to get like more features, but I'm not going to do that. So my question is with the apps is that there are so many. Like I'm I'm only on I'm on uh, the league. For anyone listening, the league is a little bit more exclusive where you have to go through a waiting process before they allow you onto the app. They probably, do you think they approve everybody or just they say they don't approve it just for the. Well, the league is supposed to be a a career person, somebody that has a LinkedIn profile. Right. Okay. And so I think if you don't have one, you don't get accepted. But can't someone just make a LinkedIn profile? Yeah, but I think they actually read them. Okay, so they actually do go through and vet people. I do believe that. I don't know if that's the case anymore because it is growing maybe more popular. in the beginning. I actually, we're going to have the league uh, founder on our show. Awesome. In March, I believe. I don't know what day. One day. And she's going to talk to us about how it even came about and like how she picks the people that are on there because so cool. I'm curious. I know who I would pick to be on apps and it's not a lot of the people I'm seeing. Yeah, well, Tinder is basically like shopping for a boyfriend at Ross. Yeah. It's just like junk, 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 junk. And then maybe you'll find something that was like randomly hidden, tucked between like two pairs of pants you would have never looked at before. But, but you like you have to, so much patience to like so go through much that patience. many people. Yeah. So, okay. So the league and then I'm just on Bumble and Tinder. And Raya, for anyone listening, is like a celebrity-ish type thing where you have to, it's very exclusive. Yeah. And um, it's like connected to your Instagram. So you have to be like an Instagram person. Yes. Oh, right. And then what were the other ones you said you mentioned? J Swipe, which is like J Date, but right, right. an app. I want to be on J Date as a Catholic girl. Can I get on J Date? Yeah, you just have to put that you're Catholic. Okay, cool. Because if you like I love Jewish, Jewish guys, dudes, then there you go. Okay, cool. I wish I loved them. It's they're just. Not- I'm sure if I actually got to know them, I wouldn't like them. I, from afar, I've always liked Jewish dudes. Well, for me, it's not. It goes like a couple ways. So they're really short for the most part. I don't know what that's about. 
They're not that <laughs> athletic. Sorry, guys. I mean, there's different ones out there. I have a family of Jewish men. So they're all 6'3", super athletic. In your family? Yeah, but I'm like, I can't date you guys. And they don't make them like you other than in our family. Right. So, like, I am now exposed to something I can never have. Right. And it is painful in my heart every day. This is, like, day. the saddest story of wanting incest that I've ever heard in my life. I know. Tell me about it. And they're, like, attractive dudes. <laughs> okay, intro me. Uh, they're married, of course. Intro me still. they're great attractive dudes that right. are younger than me, even. They're yeah. One's 30 and one's 29. They're already married. They are relationship people. There are these unicorn men, and I don't, I'm related to them, but I, I don't know how to replicate them. Yeah. But if they existed and they weren't in my family, they would have arrogance because they were tall Jewish guys right. and because they're attractive. Right. They wouldn't settle down so quickly, and that's what I find. So if they're tall and Jewish, they're not going to settle down. If they're short and Jewish, they are, but they might have like some kind of like mommy complex. I don't really know. There's right. like... A softness a little bit you to Jewish guys. You have to find guys. a tall Jewish dude that's like slightly balding. So his confidence is going a little bit. And then you can that get him to good. the hair doctor. Yeah. Oh. There's, your du- there's your dude. There that's he him. is. I'm into that. But the guy tonight actually is tall and Jewish. So I'm like, huh, there we go. But what's cool. his issue going to be? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm excited, but scared because I'm like, well, you check off a lot of boxes. But like, are you going to have a lisp? Are you going to have like. Are you really gay? I, I recently went out with a guy who's definitely gay. Oh, my God. Okay. Not Jewish, you know what? but gay. All right. We're going to take a break and then talk about that when I get back because I've come across that as well. Mm. So we will be right back. All right. So we're back and um, this episode's going to be a little bit shorter today. So we're just going to talk about the gay thing real quick or the effeminate thing when going on dates as a woman. And what I noticed was when I first got single – I had probably about four dates where the dude, like in a row, where I was like, these dudes are gay. Like, gay, gay, gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, Seinfeld quote. But I was like, I think this is like an epidemic where these dudes are so afraid to tell anyone that they're they're gay and they're just desperately meeting chicks to try to like convince themselves they're straight. And then the guy that I like currently, he was the first one to break the, maybe that's why I like him. Cause he was the first one to break that streak streak of like gay dudes. And I go, when I met him, I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, you have no, I'm so grateful. You are not effeminate. And there's nothing wrong with effeminate dudes. If you're like not looking to be with a chick, but maybe some chicks are into it, but it was crazy. The amount of dudes that were, and it was like, I had one guy who literally like did like a hair flick. <gasps> But, I mean, he picked a fabulous restaurant, and the food he picked out was great. He actually picked out food for me. And he probably said the word fabulous, too. I'm sure he did. Yeah. He was dressed great. Yeah. Um, But chicks don't like that. No, I went out with a guy who, in photos, didn't look like he would be. No, in photos, they they don't look it. No. Um, He did have, like, some, like, quaff in his hairdo that, like, seemed a little, like, it could either go gay or, like, hipster. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, probably It should be a new game. Gay or hipster. Totally. Gipster. That's the new thing. So um, he and I met at the place that I suggested because he was like, I don't live in your area. Like, do you have a place you love? So I was like, I actually really like when guys do that because I'm like, then I'm going to pick the best place. That or you can use Yelp. Also, it's convenient for you to get to. Oh, yeah. I picked. I could walk there. Right. So um, I have a couple spots now. It's so good. But so um, he met me there and immediately I was like, oh, fuck. Because you could just tell he was. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, how am I going to get through this? How yeah. long do I have to be here? God, this is going to be tough. Okay, sack it up. You can meet a new person. It'll be like an interview. Yeah. Let me just find out about a human. Right. I can do that. I right. have a show. Right. So easy. Right. So 
Meanwhile, we sit down and start talking. I'm like, he's getting gayer by the minute. <laughs> so I'm drinking my wine. He just ends up like a pile of like water by the end. Oh. I feel like they're so fluid. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And even his hand gestures were like feminine. Like he did like, I'm going to show you just so you can see it. But like, I can't describe it. He did like a. Whoa. Like a, two like swishy hands that went by each other like a car yeah, wash. Like, yes. Yes. It was almost like cars going by each other in the in the, like on the highway. Like yeah. one's going one way. The other's going the other. And his hands were doing that. And they were like flopping around. And I was like. How does he not know? <laughs> he should just pick up his phone right now and be like, Mom, I'm gay. Like, it's worse to have like floppy wrists than a floppy dick. Totally. <laughs> well, is it? I don't know. It's hard to say. So um, so I almost wanted to like tell him he was gay and like do that for him. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that because also that's, I don't need, I, I don't want to Take awkward. on that responsibility. Yeah. And it's like awkward and like I was having a nice day and I yeah. was like, this is going to get weird. Yeah. So let me just go through this. Yeah. So I'm thinking we had our first drink. I had like a glass of wine. He had a some kind of Moscow mule possibly. And then, no, he had a mojito, which was a dead giveaway Ooh, too. Oh my God. I, was like, I don't even order mojito. It's too girly. Yeah. It's like super sweet and like cheesy. You might as well order a, like a Cosmo right. like, or an Appletini. Right. So then we finished our first drink. I'm assuming we're not having another one. And that right. was the end of that. You would just know. No, he was like, let's, I'm having a great time. Let's have another drink. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. I'm like, well, I do God. like wine. I guess I could probably keep up the charade for another hour. So, or not another hour, another drink. And I'm going to drink that drink quickly. Right, right. And then I'm going to use my dog as an excuse because I have a dog now. I think we were on a similar date. Yeah, so it's great because this dog thing comes in so handy. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm it, my dog's new. She's from South Korea. It's a whole thing. I can't I can't trust her <laughs> in my house. I have to go. She's from South Korea. She is. Um, well, I know that you have to go, so I'm going to wrap this up real quick. But I did go on a date where a guy, I used the dog excuse. And he was like, because I said I have to let my dog out. And he was at the time having bladder problems. And he goes, oh, I'll come with you. No, that is no. And it's like this. And this guy wanted a second drink with you. They have to learn how to read signals. I'm sure you were giving t- signals. I know I was giving signals. It was almost as close to like a middle finger. That's how like obvious my signals were. He still just like ignored them. Yeah. So just do yourself a favor and ignore or don't ignore the signals. But thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And um, next time we'll have more of a professional show for everyone listening. We were supposed to have another person on and Marnie's not here, whatevs, but hopefully it was a good show. And um, where can people find you and listen to your podcast? You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all of the social media platforms that there are and the dating and sites. all the dating apps. Yeah. Um, and then you can find our show. It's called it's complicated. And our handle is complicated show on all of social media. And we're on AfterBuzz TV Thursdays at 10 a.m. Ah, I used to do AfterBuzz. Yeah. And otherwise, you can listen on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places you get podcasts. Cool. Well, thank you for coming. And you guys can check out new episodes of the Ask One podcast or the Ask Women show every Thursday around 5 p.m. And uh, subscribe. And we will see you guys next week.